Chapter Twenty One of In Search of Treasure by Horatio Alger, Jr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty One Deacon Crane is Perplexed. Mr. Fenwick was sitting at his desk when Deacon Crane called. The deacon expected to find him nervous and agitated, and was surprised to note that he was as calm and placid as usual take a seat deacon crane said the minister the deacon seated himself in a rocking-chair and began to rock it was his custom when he was excited i hear mr fenwick that your son guy has got home he began yes answered mr fenwick with a smile of satisfaction guy has got back rather unexpected wasn't it yes unexpected but very welcome it has brightened me up a good deal has it i thought perhaps you might have been disappointed disappointed to see guy oh no no you know what i mean returned the deacon with some asperity i don't think i do i mean of course that it can't be pleasant to have your son thrown on your hands when you thought he was earning his living i think i must ask you to explain yourself if you wasn't a minister i might say you seem a little dense said the deacon impatiently however i feel for you you can't afford to have a big boy eating you out of house and home i can find work for him on my farm though of course i shouldn't feel justified in paying much you are considerate deacon said mr fenwick with a slight smile and perhaps i have misled you guy is not out of employment no said the deacon opening his eyes in surprise do you mean to say that he has a position he is in the employ of mr saunders of bombay how can that be he was sent to new york on business by his employer and took the opportunity of visiting me this don't seem a very likely story said the deacon in a tone of disappointment are you sure he isn't deceiving you i am quite sure answered mr fenwick with dignity does your son ever deceive you that isn't neither here nor there if he told me such a story as guy has told you i would punish him guy doesn't deceive me said the minister quietly he was annoyed with the deacon for his incredulity but he understood mr crane's suspicious nature and also his dislike for guy and he was not surprised however continued the deacon that isn't what i came over for i hope you've considered the matter and are resigned to my foreclosing the mortgage i do not propose to allow the mortgage to be foreclosed the deacon was surprised and angry he felt that mr fenwick was trifling with him i apprehend he said that it isn't what you allow mr minister but what i choose to do you are mistaken deacon crane how are you going to stop me for closing by paying the mortgage have you got the money asked the deacon his jaw dropping yes who lent it to you was it mr ainsworth i don't think deacon crane that that is a question which you have any right to ask oh well if you don't want to tell said the deacon in a tone of disappointment 
i don't know that i have any objection to tell you though as i said it is not a question which you have a right to ask guy lent it to me guy lent it to you repeated the deacon in an amazement which was almost ludicrous yes mr fenwick said the deacon severely i thought you'd be above taking from guy his employer's money i think deacon crane that you are guilty of great impertinence in hinting such a thing this to me ejaculated the deacon wrathfully yes sir you are speaking in a way i shall not permit we will if you please proceed at once to business mr fenwick displayed such unusual spirit that deacon crane was electrified the minister's getting on his high horse he said to himself it's a mystery to me where guy got so much money i won't rest till i find out the money was paid and mr fenwick breathed a sigh of relief when he realized that his little property was at last free from encumbrance deacon crane left the house in a state of bewilderment even exceeding his disappointment how on earth guy could have come to his father's assistance he could not understand he determined to question the minister's son at the first opportunity he had not long to wait he had walked but two hundred yards when he met guy sauntering along with a pleasant smile on his face here you guy he called out unceremoniously your father tells me you've lent him five hundred dollars i hope you don't doubt my father's word said guy amused by the deacon's evident perplexity i don't doubt it for i've got the money in my wallet the question is where did you get it yes that is the question what have you got to say for yourself demanded the deacon sharply only that i was very glad to oblige my dear father i don't mean that where did you get the money from my employer aha that's what i thought don't you know you're likely to be arrested for making such poor use of your employer's money but you're mistaken deacon crane it was not my employer's money just now you said it was no i didn't i said i got it from my employer the money was mine did you mean to say he gave it to you yes but not as a gift i was and am still in his employ and i suppose he gives you five or six dollars a week you can't save any five hundred dollars out of that that's true deacon crane you are a good mathematician he pays me very handsomely how old be you seventeen all i can say is that he must be a fool to pay a big salary to a boy like you and you are very foolish to give up all the money you have to your father i have a little money left said guy smiling if now you were in a tight place i might be able to lend you a hundred dollars i am never in a tight place returned the deacon proudly but i think it would be wise and prudent for you to put the money in my hands for safe keeping i'll be willing to pay you three per cent thank you deacon crane but i can do better than that you seem to be a very reckless boy guy fenwick you don't seem to have no judgment you won't keep that money long i am afraid deacon crane you haven't much confidence in me no i haven't your father ain't practical and you take after him 
guy smiled and passed on during the afternoon he fell in with noah crane who had heard from his father the astonishing news about guy's prosperity it influenced that young man to seek an intimacy with his fortunate schoolfellow i say guy he began is it true that you've got a lot of money pop tells me you've been lending your father five hundred dollars that is true and you offered to lend pop one hundred dollars but he declined it'll be all the same if you lend it to me said noah eagerly what do you want to do with it i want to buy a bicycle i can get a safety second hand for seventy-five dollars how could you pay me back i guess i can get the money out of father next year do now that's a good fellow if you can get for me your father's note of hand for the money and interest say on a year's time i might consent to do it but he won't give it to me then i can't lend you the money noah pleaded but in vain five minutes later guy had a pleasant surprise coming up the road from the station he met captain grover of the osprey End of chapter 21